I'm Rosa, and this is the Puzzle Podcast. To snack or not to snack? A risky yet tempting choice when it comes to puzzling. In this episode, we'll discuss what's the best snack for puzzling. You will learn how you can avoid mess while having a snack, and what you can do when the catastrophe happens and you spill your drink or food on the puzzle. Snacking while puzzling is a puzzle collector's nightmare, but the pleasure of many. In my case, it has been difficult to keep my puzzles away from food and beverages, because I've only had one table, and around that table puzzles are made and meals eaten five times a day. I also admit I eat and drink while doing puzzles, and when you add my own clumsiness, family and a curious cat into the mix, it's no wonder some catastrophes have happened. However, I've learned from my mistakes and applied the knowledge I gained from my home economic studies in practice. The course about textile and surface materials, as well as washing and cleaning agents, has been surprisingly useful. Next, I'll share some tips on how you can enjoy your favorite snack while managing the risks of snacking. Let's begin with the risks of snacking. It's said that a puzzle is a snack for your brain, but grease and grumps are threats for your puzzle. However, the worst case scenario is that you spill some liquid onto your puzzle, be it water, dip or tomato sauce from spaghetti. Any food or drink that can spill is your puzzle's worst enemy, because it makes the puzzle wet. And when a puzzle gets wet, the cardboard breaks into layers. Also, the more colorful the dish is, the more mess the accident causes, because the pieces get stained along getting wet. So the risks of snacking include stains, breaking of the pieces, and crumbs waiting you in the box until you do your puzzle again. Next, I'll go through how you can prevent snacking incidents. Prevention is the solid base of snack risk management. When it comes to drinks, it's easy to tackle the spilling risk. My life has gotten a lot easier after I bought the straw bottle. The risk of spilling water or any other drink has dropped down to zero. And I'm extremely happy about this and I recommend you to buy a straw bottle if you already don't have one. Also, if you'd like to drink coffee or some other hot beverage, a keep cup or some similar cup that's designed for hot beverages and has a lid you can close while you're not drinking would do the thing. And if you don't want to drink from a bottle, keep the glass as far away from the puzzle as possible and don't fill it completely. When it comes to food, the risk management is trickier. A good guideline to follow is to eat something that doesn't make your fingers sticky when you touch the food or to eat foods that aren't crumbly and greasy. Some good mess-free options are candy, such as gummy bears, unsalted nuts and almonds, dried fruits, such as smallish dates, carrot sticks and cherry tomatoes. And if you want to wash the wedgies, do it in advance and let them dry properly. Also, chew the tomato only when it's completely in your mouth in order to avoid the exploding tomato hazard. My personal favorites are salty licorice, grapes, and small cinnamon buns. When it comes to messier snacks, I do eat crisps while puzzling and often with the dip. 
If you also want to enjoy a messier snack, eat it on the side of your table if it's big enough. But if you don't have a huge table and you must eat on top of your puzzle, it's wise to cover the parts of the puzzle you're not working with and keep some kitchen roll or napkins available so you can wipe your hands and clean the possible accidents. I've also tested to eat with a toothpick, chopsticks and a small pliers in order to keep my hands clean and those may be also useful tools for you. And if chocolate is your favorite treat, a chocolate bar in wrappers is a great option. Or you can chill the chocolate in the fridge for a moment so it doesn't instantly melt into your fingers when you touch it. Also, cutting a snack into bite-sized pieces might be helpful. I've noticed that the puzzles made from a dense white cardboard are less likely to fall apart if they get wet. A wooden puzzle would probably do the same, so it might be useful to do more of those ones if you don't have the interest to follow risk management procedures uh, while snacking. What you can do when a snacking incident happens. Crumbs. Vacuum and wipe the crumbs. If you feel like the crumbs got under the puzzle and are difficult to get out, you can sift the pieces in a sieve before putting them back to the box when you tear the puzzle apart. Grease. Clean the stain immediately. Wipe all you can get off with the kitchen roll and then wipe the area carefully with the damp kitchen towel that has a tiny bit of neutral uh, hand dishwashing liquid and just a tiny bit. Uh, then rinse the dishwashing liquid off the kitchen towel and wipe the area again with the damp towel. After that, dry the area properly. Uh, when that's done, you can also put some cornstarch or salt on top of the grease stain and then see if it absorbs some of the grease away. And let that stay for a while and then you can vacuum the salt or the cornstarch of the pieces. Liquid. Absorb all possible liquid into a towel. Remove the wetted parts carefully from the dry areas and put them as a whole on a bed of kitchen roll and place also a few sheets of uh, kitchen roll over them. Whatever you do, do not break the puzzle into pieces when it's wet. That causes the worst damages. So let the puzzle dry properly inside the paper sheets and change the paper sheets uh, when they get moist. When the pieces are completely dry, carefully separate them one by one. And it might take a couple of days for the wetted areas to get dry, so patience is needed. And if the pieces break into layers when you separate them, you can carefully glue them back together. And this is possible if only a few pieces got completely destroyed. So sometimes nothing is doable and then you just have to accept your loss. And here we get to the final point. It's all about your attitude and values when it comes to snacking while puzzling. So you have to look into you and make a decision. Are you a collector by heart or are you a pragmatic? And if your mindset is that puzzles are made to use, it's actually not that upsetting if a snacking accident happens. Also, there are puzzles and puzzles. You might want to snack with some puzzles, but not with your favorite ones. So before you begin a puzzle, 
ask yourself how you would feel if the worst would happen to this specific puzzle and make a snack decision based on that. When you acknowledge the risks of snacking, you can enjoy it freely, no matter what your favorite snack is. This was the second episode of the Puzzle Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this, you can subscribe and rate the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or follow in Instagram at the Puzzle Podcast. Happy puzzling moments until the next episode. <laughs>